You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 21. I'm pretty sure this is episode 21. We had to kind of redo this one this week, so uh, if it's not, I'm, I apologize. But we're back. It's the start of the season, finally. Uh, we've waited a little bit, so we're about uh, seven, eight kind of games in now. We've given it some time for to let let some let it kind of some things play out. So we got lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of things. Um, how has your guys's you know weeks been with hockey back ben and zane who wants to start um i'll i'll start um it's actually to, to let you guys know we recorded last week i think last win last wednesday or thursday or tuesday or something like two and, games uh, into the season yeah and so we had our first impressions and at that point the canucks were zero and two and so i was pretty upset i was pretty pretty pissed off on the podcast as you would imagine and since then, we just won at the time of recording. We just be, came back and beat the Blues. So it's been a great uh, week, and it's awesome that we have not recorded uh, for two weeks because that gave me time to change my uh, my focus on the Canucks around. So I'm happy. Yeah. So what actually happened there, Ben? Like, what? How did they go from zero and two to now four and two? What changed? Bo Horvat became the captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> I mean it's tough. It's like it's so tough to start on the road at two games in a row for two teams' home openers. Like that's tough. Um, and I think you know coming home and being able to kind of honestly that ceremony they put on with like Todd Bertuzzi and and uh, just all those old guys coming out was pretty awesome. Uh, I think that yeah, McLean and uh, and the Sedins came out and Smeal came out and. Uh, it was just awesome. It was really cool to see. And I think that kind of got the boys going. You know, you win the home opener. You got three games in a row at home. It's a great three-game sweep. And then to go on the road and beat the defending Stanley Cup champs, like, it's pretty awesome. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what kind of lit the fire, but something did. And uh, let's keep it going. Well, I think, too, it just takes a couple games to serve it to gel because there's so many new guys for the Canucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah Froling right. got a goal tonight after struggling, so that's it's yeah. good to see. Come home, good vibes, everybody gets going. Yeah. Uh, you know, road trips are good for the boys to kind of build some chemistry. So maybe maybe it just clicked when they came back home. Yeah, yeah the road trip was like Edmonton and Calgary, though, so it's not like yeah, it's, it's not I, like it's a proper road trip. They're going out to still. New York and New Jersey, uh, I think, coming up now. Yeah, uh, 10 a.m. games this so, weekend. Um, Oh, back to back 10 a.m. Back to back 10 a.m. What about you, Zane? Zane is going to be so much like, I'm happy. Let's go to another level of happiness. Like, come on. (laughs) Let's let's hear it, Zane. Yeah, it's been real nice. The Oilers are 6 and 1 now. They're on top of the Western Conference, I believe. Yeah, they're on top of the West. They're tied for first place in the NHL, which is amazing. But. The reason why they're good isn't as expected. Well, for me at least, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle are are one two in NHL scoring, and and we're getting some goaltending. 
that's essentially the reason why they're good. And there were stretches last year that that was the case. We're getting goaltending. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl did their thing, and the Oilers were winning games. The bottom six still isn't scoring. They have one goal. That's incredible. And that was Joachim Nygaard scoring, uh, and now he's hurt for the next two to four weeks. So that's great. Like, I don't even know who's on our second power play unit for we, two reasons. McDavid we had and that conversation goal. last year about the second <laughs> yeah. power play unit. Yeah, because yeah. what what happens was, is it's clicking at 40% right now, our power play. So wow. McDavid and Dreisel will go out there. They'll either score or they'll stay out there for the rest, for the entire two minutes. So <laughs> There's no second unit. <laughs> there is no second unit. Like maybe Clefbaum will change for Nurse. Maybe James Neal will go off, but... McDavid and Drysdale and Uge will stay out there for the entire two minutes, and that makes up the majority of their power play. So, uh, it's always fun when that happens. But um, <laughs> there, there's been some good guys coming up. Like the defense, Ethan Bear has been incredible. He's playing like 22 minutes a night right now on the right side, filling in for Adam Larson, and he's done an absolutely amazing job so far. So, that's good. And there's a few more defensemen in the pipeline coming up. Yeah, I saw a stat too. Pretty crazy stat where it was like, uh, I think it was top five seasons for the Oilers for points throughout the first seven games. And it was like Gretzky for all of them. But Connor's actually tied Gretzky at seven. He has 17 points. 17 points, yeah. Yeah, seven points, 17 points through seven games. It's crazy. He's tied Gretzky for the third most uh, an Oiler has done in uh, the first seven games of the season. So that's pretty mental if you think about it. Like that's That's a pretty nice name to have yourself beside you know <laughs> yeah and uh, that that's great and i don't even think he's like been a hundred percent for those you don't remember like he got hurt at the end of last year and he had a long summer of recovering and i'm not gonna lie he's been rusty it, well yeah he hasn't really skated and shit and stuff right he's yeah, kind of he, like and the fact that he has 17 points in seven games still and hasn't looked a hundred percent is it's pretty That's incredible. Scary. That's yeah, scary he is scary. Is. <laughs> yeah. He did have two really good games, which was uh the Islanders and the Flyers. Both those games were great, but the other games I could like Leon Dreisaitl was our best player. And he's sitting there, no one's really talking about him at fifteen points, second in the league. He's been scoring You know, at the beginning kind of, of the season uh, it was like he was nuts. The first two games I watched for the Oilers, he was by far the best player. I, yeah, I I've kind of watched like snippets of the Oilers since then but yeah he stood out he was like the best player in the ice by far he so. drives the play on like yeah. on that line a lot of the time and a lot of people don't give him credit for that and everyone's talking about oh is Austin Matthews the 1B to Connor McDavid's 1A no. it's definitely not it's Sidney Crosby's there but you know Leon Dreisel you could probably make an argument there like he's that good yeah he's pretty good I don't know if he's um if I'm ready to put him up with with the McKinnons and the Crosbys and you know I don't know if I'm ready to put him up there yet but he's probably I mean, he's tier putting, one B to them he's like. putting he's putting uh together quite a case for himself to to definitely be there you know what I mean so yeah for um, sure that's kind of what I'm getting at like yeah you know when does that when does he really come into the conversation of being one of the top 10 players in the NHL, even top five players in the NHL. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting there, right? Especially with kind of the changing of the guard with some, some older guys starting to phase out, like the Malkins and, um, you know, Kopitars and, and, and those guys I mean, kind of starting to hurt. fall off. 
well, let's no, but we'll but you know what I mean. They're eventually going to start fading out. Whereas mm-hmm. I think you know he's he's still young. What is he like? 20, 22? 20, he's twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So he's still got lots of time. Kind of just entering his prime, I think. So um, just uh, just wait till the Oilers get uh, Taylor Hall now, hazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So let's save that for later, God. Oh um, man. Well, personally for myself. Uh, this first couple of weeks has been kind of a roller coaster, and it started with a bunch of heart attacks for me. I mean, the first three games we had went to uh, extra time shootouts. Uh, we may have that epic comeback against the Leafs there, um, which felt real good. But I just feel like the team hasn't really been clicking, firing at all cylinders. We've been skating, but our passes has been have kind of been off, and it, it's just kind of been off. Our penalty kill looks terrible. Um, Price has played pretty well in, in some games and kind of average in others. So I, I feel like we're just ramping up. And opposed to last year where we just were flying out the start, everything was was doing, you know, going well. I think it's better to peak kind of in the middle of the season than, you know, to burn out early. So I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I'm not, com- you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be super sad if we missed the playoffs this year just because it's a good draft year, and I don't know if we're quite there yet, so maybe another good draft pick would be okay, but I obviously want to watch them play off hockey this year, and I want to see the Habs in there, so... Me um, too. Still, still rooting for them, so... But yeah, it's nice It's nice to actually have meaningful games back. Uh, we got some young guys in the roster, so that's fun to watch, and, and Juran has been absolutely flying, so... That's been yeah, there was a lot of skepticism around watch. Jonathan Drew and a lot of trade rumors. Yeah, he's he's year. been our best player, and it's not even close. Like he's kind of picked it up. Yeah, he's. I I haven't seen him skate. Like I think he's starting to learn that he needs to skate away from the puck. Like he's been bat checking. He's been like, he's learning how to use that those bursts of speed away from the puck a lot more. Whether it's you know driving to the net uh, to open up a, a passing lane for himself. Or to, to receive a pass. Uh, when he gets the puck on the on the wall, he started to take. He takes a couple explosive steps to open up new angles instead of just standing there and looking. Um, it looks like that video stuff he did with Julian in the offseason. I mean, really helped him. I, I think he's. It looks like he's ready to take a step forward. And I mean, he's 24 now, so this is kind of the year that he needs to do it. Uh, we'll see with him though, because I mean, last year he came out with Domi flying out of the gates. And then scored like three points in the last twenty games. So, um, we, he's just got to prove that he can do it consistently, right? That's, well, yeah. that's the whole case with Drew. Yep. And and also like doing those little things away from the puck really help create chances. Like absolutely, and, it's and really that, under yeah. underappreciated. Well, I think that's what he's going to start to learn too. Is the more he can focus on his game away from the puck, the more he's going to be able to get set up and get in these spots to score goals and set guys up. Rather than you know doing it with, he's very good at doing it when he has the, the puck. But... Oh, he's got so much talent. Oh yeah, so if he, he was can probably, learn to do it away. Like that's he was he was probably the most talented player in that draft. Like and McKinnon was there. I would say he has more raw talent than McKinnon. Am I am I wrong by saying that? I mean, I know no, McKinnon's I'm pretty sure good. It's comparable, it's but it's, comparable. It's, but it, like McKinnon's I, doing a if whole thinking, lot more right now. If you're thinking their draft year though, like you talk, you look at their draft year, like when they were actually taken. I think. Drouin's skill and talent was a little bit higher end than McKinnon's, right? You take yeah. the ball. Uh, I, I, I saw, don't know. I think it's pretty close. I if you're just looking at their hands alone, yeah, maybe Drouin can hold the torch there and and be in that conversation. But if you're talking about 
the entirety of their games like oh was, for sure that's why mckinnon went yeah went one yeah yeah no and 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 now i think mckinnon is you know he's taking it to another level so i don't think they're really close now but uh I, like in their draft years i think it was kind of the perception was that Duran had a higher like skill ceiling sure. where his sure. his talent level was higher um but yeah now i'm I'm not going to be a crazy person. McKinnon's definitely far and above at, at a different level than Drew. And so, um, but enough of that, enough of those three teams. Uh, what we're going to do today, I think is we're going to pick a couple teams, teams you really like, and we think are kind of for real, uh, teams we think are really, really bad. Um, we're each going to pick one team. Uh, so yeah, teams we think we're for real that are good teams. We think that are really bad are going to stay bad. And then maybe at the end we'll pick each pick a team where we think, they either started really bad and we think they're going to get better. Their, you know, their, their start is is not uh, who they truly are. Or we're going to pick some teams that have come out of the game gates flying and are probably going to fall back down to earth pretty quick here. So um, before we get into that, though, we I really want to touch on a couple things just, you know, around the league. Um, I, I want to talk about the, the Spezza. Babcock thing that kind of happened at the start of the year, opening night. I know it's it, it happened a little bit a while ago, but I still would like to touch on that. And then uh, I really want to touch on the whole Vander Kane suspension thing, the Vegas Gold Knights, and the San Jose rivalry. So which one do you guys want to start with first out of those two? And then we'll jump into our actual meet and I'd say the save the rivalry talk for last because that's kind of the most exciting out of that, I think. Okay, well, let's start with the Spezza uh, Babcock uh, ordeal in Toronto. Maybe let's just get it out of the way. Um so for those of you who don't know, Spezza got healthy scratch for his home opener, um, and I can't remember who he, they played. So Jason, yeah, so opener. Jason Spezza, uh, hometown being Toronto, longtime yeah. Ottawa Senators player, uh, signs with his hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you know that they have their home opener against the Ottawa Senators, and that's kind of a big deal for a guy like Jason Spezza who's been in the league for that long. Absolutely, and, um, Mike Babcock decides to scratch jason spezza for sure it was sure right yeah for nick shore yeah and nick shore didn't like he didn't even play that much like because (sighs) spezza does not know how to penalty kill he's not good enough on the penalty kill he's played in the league for what 17 years is that that a quote from babcock did he say that yeah he said he he said he can't he needs more time on the penalty kill uh that's what he said and that's brutal yeah that's that's a tough look like that's if you're a guy in the dressing room, that's got to be, I mean, you got to feel for Spezza. And if I'm like, I think I made this point to, to you guys a while ago, but like, I, I wonder if Tavares is, maybe he's the captain last year. If that's the kind of thing that a captain kind of goes to coaching, goes like, no, 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 you, you got to play this guy for the home opener. Like, this is, that's ridiculous. He doesn't know how to penalty kill. Are you kidding me? That's the only reason he's not playing. This guy was... It's Jason Spezza, man. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure he knows how to penalty kill. He's been playing hockey for like 30 years. Like, come on. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Like, I understand if they're gonna scratch him because they have some young, up and comer kid who you know they they think is a better player in the run, and you're gonna save you're gonna save him for when a guy gets hurt because he's a death guy. But I think you still start him on day one. No, you May- still start maybe, him, yeah. Maybe, but Shore, like, it doesn't matter, because Shore is not a better player. Shore is, oh, he's... like, there's just, 
There's no comparison. No there. disrespect to Nick, Nick Shore, no, but no. yeah, like you start Spezza. Like there's, you start Spezza. It's, it's, it's not even. It's I'm sure Nick Shore would tell you that. I'm sure Nick Shore would tell you that. <laughs> like you start Spezza. Like what do you? He, Babcock probably went up to him and was like, "Hey Shore, you're, you're start you're getting the start tonight." And he probably went, "What? Uh, what? Shit. Who, who am I? Who are you taking out of the lineup? Oh, uh, you know Spezza is uh, he's gonna be in the stands tonight. Oh Christ, that's probably what he was thinking. Like yeah. that's just a tough take. I don't know. Uh, Mike Commodore absolutely ripped Babcock yeah. on Twitter. Do you have the quote? He hates Babcock. Do you have the quote? Uh, I can pull it? it up. Yeah, pull, pull up, up the quote. I, for those of you who don't know, Commodore played for Babcock in Detroit for a little bit. So, uh, And he has not been shy about saying how Babcock is a fraud and a piece of shit. So, um, Folks, Spezza is a very well-respected longtime NHL veteran. He signs with his hometown team, has a good camp, Playing in Leafs' home opener against his former team is a big deal for him. Babcock scratches Spezza. Textbook scumbag move from the biggest fraud in the game, and it's got 24,000 likes so far. Yeah, I, I've i always been a Babcock fan, but this past, like, two years, I he's really taken a dip for me. He's and, still playing his guys, his top guys, under 20 minutes a night. Yeah, it's it's just brutal. And also, he's the, so the, way he's managed, the way he's managed his goaltending... I mean, he plays Michael Hutchinson against uh, – he played him against the Capitals a couple nights ago, and oh. he played Michael Hutch- Hutchinson against the Habs in a back-to-back where he played Freddie first against the Blue Jackets, and uh, he played Hutch against the, the Habs. Like, shouldn't that be reverse swapped? And the, his only reason for why he did that is because the starter should always play the first game in a back-to-back. And that that's, makes that's, zero sense to That's me. Like, just because he's stubborn as hell. That is literally yeah. admitting right there that he's stubborn. That he's so stubborn he can't change that. Like no. That's his theory. He has to stick to it every time, even brutal. when it makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely I've definitely brutal. heard like coaching theories of you start your backup against the better team, so your starter, like you're banking guaranteed on getting win. those two. Guaranteed, yeah, two points yeah, yeah, against yeah. the worst team. I've heard that theory before, but the fact that the starting only needs to start the first game is, is bullshit. You're in a long schedule here. Like That's not game one. In game two of your season that's game whatever three and four or whatever it is 55 and 56 like that it shouldn't matter who's playing the first game of a back-to-back or not yeah well also if you're if you're saying that you're a cup contender which the Leafs say they are like shouldn't you beat Columbus with your backup in the net anyways like if you're that good I mean it, 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 and the Habs you didn't even make the playoffs last year if you put a Andy in there shouldn't that be a guaranteed win like if that's truly well both how you teams, feel well, okay so team. hold on so columbus wasn't isn't supposed to be a playoff team this year montreal yeah. isn't supposed to be a playoff team or wasn't a playoff team last year so it could be a toss-up but you did say his logic was that the the starting goalie needs to play the first game that's no that's no bullshit. but I, i'm saying even to your logic where you were saying um, yeah play it against the better team it's i still think like if you're saying that you're a Stanley Cup contender, you're a top five team in the league. I mean, when you have your starter in the net, you should beat anybody, right? Yeah. You should be competing against anybody. It, it just doesn't make any in sense. In theory, to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that I feel bad because I feel like you're just making it harder for your backup. You're like, there's a reason why on some teams backups have good stats just because they play against the weaker teams, right? Um, and, yep. and obviously you're going to need your backup to play against some tougher teams and play well. That's, that's his job, but you also don't want to just leave him out to dry playing. In, like, why would you start him against Washington? That made zero sense. I, I know that Washington played Samson off, but 
Uh, and I don't know if it was really Hutchinson's fault that game, but still, you, you got to play Andy there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, both, both teams, they, like, it wasn't a back-to-back. They should have played their starters, but they, they didn't. Maybe it was a coach's agreement, like, well, okay, we won't play our backups this game. <laughs> it gives them a call before the game. Uh, I don't no, know. You guys, was... want to, you guys want to read backups tonight? Well, hope he got. <laughs> some, got. Some of my guys need stats. <laughs> Let's put the backups hope, in. Hope he got yanked uh, the game before, played pretty terrible. I think he, he even talked to the media afterwards and said that he played terrible and needs to be better. Yeah, but so... he's your starter. Throw him back in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but uh, Samsonov has played pretty well this year. So, also, he's the goalie of the future. Last year of Hopi's deal. Uh, I mean,. Maybe just you see what the kids got against a tougher team early in the season. Didn't we just see what you got? So I, I don't I don't mind that one as much. Yeah, that one that one I don't mind as much. Let your goalie reset. If he's talking in the media about how he needs to be better and he's maybe he needs a couple of days to reset mentally. Yeah. So um I, I get it. I, I'm that's what that one's at least understandable. Yeah, me. there's definitely certain scenarios and like there's logic that you can be like, Okay, that makes sense of why you play your backup goalie, but the starting goalie needs to play game one of a back-to-back just doesn't make sense. No, no, all. that's just, that's just, no. Rough. Okay. Well, well, that's enough of the, 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 the freaking Leafs. I'm and Babcock. I'm, I'm we always go to the Leafs. God, I know. Let's, I feel like the whole league is just leaf central. <laughs> Thank you. TSN can't, for that. can't stand it. It's sports net too. God damn. Um, I, I kind of envy America. I'm like American. Uh, you don't have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. But they I don't hear anything. So say, no, no, no. <laughs> I'd rather true. hear Leaf shit than the ESPN <laughs> try and cover it. And watch it so. Um. Okay. Well, with that said, let's go into the. Uh, I want to talk about the Golden Knights and San Jose thing, and then we can jump into our the meat and bones about the teams and how they've been performing. So, uh, Evander Kane got suspended at the start of the season for three games, a last preseason game for abusive official which I thought was bullshit. I'll just say that right now. Um, I don't think he should have been suspended. But there was some pretty sweet uh, interactions between him and Ryan Reeves. Reeves basically said, you know, if an official knocks you over, like, what are you doing kind of thing. And um, there's been a couple real heated games. They opened the season against each other. Uh, the, the Sharks lost both of them. But it, I, I kind of made the point to you guys uh, off, you know, here or whatever that I I think that this is probably the best rivalry in hockey right now. Definitely right now, currently, both uh, these teams absolutely hate each other, and it stems yeah. from Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane, and it's it's awesome to watch. Like I yeah, wish there was fantastic. more of it. I wish there was more people throwing shade in the media to other players. Like the fact that Reeves and and Kane have gone back and forth with each other is uh, is hilarious. Like. And the comments that Reeves made after the Kane suspension, and the and the comments that Reeves made, uh, I think he was he was um, giving some speech to a bunch of fans, and he threw out like that he's Kane's worst nightmare. Yeah, uh, in the speech <laughs> like that, that kind of stuff's hilarious, and it's awesome, yeah. and, and we need more of that. Well, even Reeves chirping Thornton last year in the playoffs, saying like. You know, it's going blind his old age. I think he said something about <laughs> yeah. that when he yeah. got suspended, or I, I, I can't really remember. But like, <laughs> Reeves so... is fantastic. It, <laughs> it really is. reminds me. It really, really reminds me of the Chuck Doughty thing rivalry, and I, I think that one's more blown up by the media. I, I mean, I think there is that hatred between this like L.A. and Calgary and, and to Chuck and Doughty, but I really think that this Reeves 
Kane, Sharks, Knights. Like this is this is pure hatred. Every single game they play against each other is a playoff game, and I love it. I mean, I when I see these two teams are playing each other, I want to watch it. That's a game that I Absolutely. have circled. It's like I want to watch that game. So absolutely it's too bad we did get uh we didn't have a vander kane in those two of the first three yeah. games they had the season well that just pisses me off he shouldn't have even got suspended like what was that ref should he have though been doing he should have no. he no, definitely should have because he still absolutely not punched the ref what do you mean he punched the ref if the if the lineman does his job doesn't get involved he never slashes the ref the ref never has to tackle him it was purely on the linesman that's fine he the ref the linesman screwed up he screwed yeah. up, but that is no excuse for a player to push. Suspend them both, then. The That's linesman. my solution. The, uh, you either suspend them both or neither. Like, I, I think he deserves suspension, not the because linesman... of the hack. Like, he hacked the ref, too. Like, oh, yeah, it was an he accident. did hack the ref. And he was trying to hack England. Uh, I know, I know. And the refs, and the whole thing is the ref shouldn't be in there. He should let yeah. them do their thing, and, and they were skating back, and they weren't even going at each other, and the ref got in. Ref, 100% should be suspended, but because Kane shoved him after... That Fine. then warrants yeah. the suspension like, for Kane. Like no. that should be a power play for Vegas. That should be a two-minute power play <laughs> for Vegas for slashing England. We're and the linesman gets involved, and now they have nothing. And I know there's. A, I read. I read somewhere that uh, the linesman and Kane actually played together in Winnipeg. We know the drama that Kane had in Winnipeg. He was not liked there. Um, the linesman so played that, together. Yeah, I think he was a fourth line bum there for a couple oh, really? games. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, there might be some like bad now, blood there, but I, I, I here's where I think that the linesman's coming from. I think there is a league directive to insert officials in those situations to try and prevent fights. Oh, there there is because it's it's becoming more and more like so, obvious that they try so to that linesman should not be suspended for just following that directive. Uh, but uh, he jumped in. He, there was, being a moron. he jumped in after it was already over and like gotten. It was just made no sense the timing for him to jump in. He escalated the situation. Yes, the linesman yes. escalated. If the linesman doesn't get involved, the, the linesman they go, escalated the situation. They, they hit each Kane. other. It, yeah, if they if the linesman doesn't get involved, uh, was it England? England and Kane. They hit each other. They punch each other a couple of times. Kane slashes him. The ref puts his arm up in the air. They either fight or they don't. And it's power play for the Golden Knights. What ended up happening was the linesman goes in, pushes him against the board, drags him off. Kane doesn't get his shot back. Feels like he should have got a shot back. Turns to slash uh, England. Like, does like a quick 360 so he's blind. Doesn't realize that the ref or the linesman is holding, like, England England back. Slashes the ref. And he's kind of probably surprised. Like, why is the linesman here? It's the middle of the play. Like, there, there hasn't even been a whistle. And the linesman is literally, like, holding a player back in the middle of the play. And then it, it just got out of control from there. And the linesman just... I, I, he just should have done that. I He should have just let things unfold. Uh, and just... That, that's all I have to say about that. I don't know. There's I'm, also another thing, though. I think they are internally disciplining the linesman i don't think they'll be suspended but there there'll be some sort of like talking to at least or going over video talking here's to. what happened like it, yeah 
you go over the play with him, like, there's no way just, like, okay, he's going to carry on to the next game. Like, they're going to go over what happened and, and show where he went wrong, like, behind closed doors. Like, they're not going to publicly criticize... The NHL is not in the interest of publicly criticizing the refs. They, they should. never have, and they never will be. They should, because the officials have been terrible. I mean, they're, they're finally starting to get to get better. I know it's the first couple games. They're league employees. They're... How do you publicly criticize your own employees? You shouldn't do that as a business. Yeah, absolutely, you should. Totally. <laughs> because the fans love it. <laughs> That's why you do it. <laughs> the fans, you're not going to make merchandise sales or ticket sales by just by criticizing the ref. Like it's if just going to humiliate if those If the guys. NHL made a shirt that said, our refs suck, I would oh buy it. Oh my God. I would buy that shirt. <laughs> and all the refs Or if they made a shirt where it's like, who's worse? Or, hey, at least our refs aren't as bad as the NFL or, or something like that. I don't know. I would, I would love that shit, but uh, they can't I, do that. Like, yeah. like the refs, <laughs> the refs. Okay, like in, it's part of the, the refs' job description. They're gonna take shit. That's what they're gonna do. Like if you want to be a ref, it shouldn't it's be part coming of the from job. Your boss. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> from that's exact. Hold on. That's exactly who it should come from. No, like, if you suck, the, your boss should tell you that you suck. And sure, like, I'm sure that's doors. happening. Sure. Yes, uh, that is definitely I, happening. I, I, I have been pissed off. And I've been so mad at the officiating just as much as you, but I, I can't get on board here. <laughs> no, I'm. I can't. I'm full on. I want a Twitter account <laughs> saying that I, I just, that was a terrible call. But I don't know. That'd be that'd be. Well, I, the NBA, I'd be the that. NBA does something like that in the last two minutes. Yeah, and like, I love it. I I love but it. But it doesn't do anything though. Sure it does. It, it, it eases it just makes, the anger. No, it, it makes the anger more mad because they're like, oh my god, we got screwed and now the NBA is saying it, but, then it, but it doesn't change anything. It, it would make me more mad. No, I, I like it because at least the NBA is admitting like, yeah, you uh, that, that sucks. We can't do anything about it, but that sucks. We're, we're with you, man. We feel bad for you. That's where I like, I'm like, sure. I you know, know what I wouldn't you know use what NBA as a good example right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's turning. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um, but back, okay. back to the refs, like that i can't get on board with that at all like you should not publicly criticize your employees like that that's not a recipe for success in any <laughs> business ever okay so. i think it would just be funny probably that i I, w- I like it from an entertainment standpoint i see where you guys are coming from but i think it would be funny so they're definitely getting in, like their linesman definitely got internally disciplined i don't know could you, how could you imagine could you imagine if the ref like there's a linesman throwing guys out in the game and you're screaming at your tv going like drop the fucking puck and then you look at your twitter account and it, the nhl tweets drop the fucking puck with the linesman like <laughs> no. gift oh dude that would oh be brilliant my. oh my god be brilliant i like the oh. whole premise of you're not supposed to know the ref or linesman name they're there they're yeah okay indistinguishable from the rest of the i want his address i want his address oh boy the I'm only one kidding. we he's need to know heads. about is west mccauley because he's the best and, and that's it no, I, I, I just, I think the NHL has a plan for better uh, development. They're taking a bunch of ex-players from the dub and stuff and turning them into refs. So hopefully in the next couple of years, we start to see a spike in good officials because I think there was definitely a dip off after like, you know, some of the older well-known refs like Fraser uh, kind of, you know, left, retired. retired. So that was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we see the like the officials get well. The, the speed of the game, I would say, is increased with all these new young guys in the league. Like That's the game has gotten faster. It's nah. harder to call. It's not an excuse. I think it's harder to call because of the new rules, all the new slashing, and that. I would. I don't think the speed is there. The game has gotten faster, but it's not like. 
it's just certain guys who are faster. You know what I mean? It's not like I think the game itself's gone faster too. But yeah, but it, it's not like everybody's flying that. around at McDavid's speed. No, it's, no, yeah, yeah. No. It's it's not that much faster. It is faster, but it's not like. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> everybody at McDavid's speed. Yeah. So I, it's, no, no, thank you. Um. Okay, well, that's enough time spent on that kind of stuff. Let's get into the potatoes of the episode. We're all going to pick. Do you guys want to start with bad teams or good teams? Good news or bad news? What do you guys want to start with? Start start with bad and on a, on a positive Bad news? Though. All right, all right. Who wants, to, who wants to give me their first team of who's terrible and will stay terrible? I have a feeling we're probably all going to have the same team, so we gotta like I got to branch out a little bit. Well, I mean, it's always going to be Ottawa. Yeah, I mean Ottawa is kind of a freebie. Uh, I don't think Minnesota really... as well. Yeah. Okay. Minnesota's been worse than expected, though. Like they no, were. I don't. To... I don't know. I don't know about that. Not by us. Bad. Uh, according to us, our standings. No, I, we had them I, all in the right spot. People had them being okay. Yeah, I. I made a point to Zane today, watched him play against the Habs, and I said, "There's probably some AHL teams that have better forward groups right now." Than the Minnesota Wild, like yeah, they got fourteen there might goals be. in seven games. It's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Two goals uh, a game. I think is not I think good. Eric Stahl is minus twelve with no points. Yeah, rough. Um, so maybe let's not include Ottawa and and Minnesota. I feel like those are pretty free. Minus nine with one assist. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, those those two teams are pretty like obvious, and they're just terrible. Like, there's not much to say about them. Um, so are those the two teams pretty much competing for Lafreniere? I think Detroit will end up competing too in the end. Yeah, I think there's a couple teams. I think I think those two teams uh, are. Do you, are you picking Detroit? Is that your team? That's that's bad? no. I, I was gonna put them as don't don't include. Oh okay okay. Um, well maybe maybe I'll start it off here, uh, and I'll say Los Angeles. I Damn mean, it, Grayson! That that was the team I was gonna say. <laughs> that was uh, that was who I had written down too. It's okay. I have a backup. If you if you want me to pick a different team, if you if no, you really want no, to have I have a backup. Angeles, I, have a backup. I, I was gonna say the Rangers is my second team. Okay, that's not my other team, so no problem. Okay. Um. So do you want me to talk about the Rangers and you can talk about the LA? Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll talk about New York, where they have no defense at all. I kind of said at the start of the year, um, where I think they just they just don't have enough guys, enough bodies there. Yeah, they got Truba, and then after that. There's, it's pretty barren. So uh, I think in this league to win, you need uh, a lot of help defensively. Uh, you, you can point and look at the at the Devils, but I think Zane is picking the Devils. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so to, to keep going on the Rangers, like they have a couple guys in their AHL team that you know they're they're waiting on, like Philip Hedl's down there, Kraftsoff's yeah. down there, and and yeah. I think this is actually the right move for them. Yeah, let them develop. It's not rush. the year. It's not the year yeah. for them. No, it's not the year for them. Let those guys develop. Play top minutes in the AHL. You have a first line that's clicking already. You don't need to play them in like playing in the top six where they're going to struggle isn't going to be great for their. Development. No, I, I I totally agree. They also have just Shesterkin down there. Um, yeah, so they, they they got a they got a real nice group down there. Um, and you don't 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 expose them to this culture if you don't have to like i think that i think it's gonna be a rough year for the regs so um yeah. the poor guys let, only them, let them try to win though they played four but i i, I just expect they them to tonight. like they played tonight didn't they i expect them to sit at the bottom yeah. be like a bottom two team in their in their conference um probably well in the division bottom three in their conference i would say so 
going for Lafreniere. Um, if that team gets Lafreniere, like Jesus, they're going to be a power. They don't have any centers. Like they need. They won't be that bad. Who they're cares? not going to be that bad. Trade for a center. But that's okay. Okay, Montreal has been trying to do that for how long, man? Don't <laughs> even bring that up to me. But I, I think you know Lundqvist. He's getting older. Uh, this is probably you know last two. He's got two years left on his deal, I think. Last couple of years at, at it, and then he's done. Uh, Georgiev looks promising. I really like Georgiev, and then there's obviously Shestrokin. They got all those young guys we're talking about. They still need some time for like Keandre Miller, Niels Lundqvist, um, to you know get there, get up to that next level, uh, and and obviously Adam Fox. So. They're, yeah, Miller they're just they're just they're the just minors, not so. there yet they're just they're just not there yet right well yep. they're, they're playing um miller's playing college and i, I think one quiz playing in sweden yeah and i think we all had new york you know not in the playoffs and yeah it's just kind of expected right like this is this is where they're yeah. supposed to be so i i do like i think it's kind of nice that they've been scoring that's kind of nice like that's good for the fans because at least if your team sucks you want to watch them score some goals, goals. Yeah. you don't want them to be like the wild where they, they literally can't score a single goal it's yeah. you know i'm falling asleep watching this game i mean we beat them for nothing today and i was telling zane this is the most boring game i've ever watched in my life <laughs> you guys got another one against them on sunday so have fun yeah <laughs> jesus uh at least we get them out of the way early but yeah that that's my like thing on, on new york i just think that they're just they're just not there yet too young don't have any defense aged goaltender no center depth yeah yeah, Who's, next? <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? I'll jump into the Kings. Uh, I can have two teams, so we'll touch on the Kings briefly, and I'll touch on my sure. actual team. Sure. Um, I mean, the Kings, it kind of boils down to one thing, and that is Jonathan Quick looks horrible. Oh, and my what? God, yeah. He, like, we know he had a bad year last year, but there were times where he, it, he wasn't as bad as his team. He got, like, left out to dry. That's not the case this year. He just himself he looks, looks bad. He, looks he like gave up eight goals to the drugs. Canucks, man. Yeah, he looks like he's, I don't, he's, drunk. He's got a 793 like save percentage. Like, that is awful. Like, <laughs> how do you, yeah. it really There's sucks. No other word like, to how do you trade it. that? How do you trade you that? You don't. It's not, he's not untradeable. That was, that was a piece where it was like, maybe we can trade him off and get some more assets, right? But now yeah, it looks like, waited too long. are we going to have to buy this guy out? Like, I hope, Honestly, like, I hope for the king's so sake. Bad. I hope for the king's sake that he rebounds because, holy crap, he's like, looked... He like might James as of right Reiner. now. As of right now, he's the worst goaltender in the NHL, and that's not a question. Like, it's not even taking the mantle from Corey Schneider. Yes, now, yes. Is this just like quick? Maybe like used having to, a falter. Used to having such a good LA Defense Kings score? team in front of them. Defense, they play defense partially, but I think they got a new coach now, and like they're playing yeah. more up tempo. And he's just like, like the style he plays is so athletic and so like he runs around and flies around the crease. Age is going to play a factor, and maybe he just all of a sudden hit that cliff. Maybe there's no steady decline. It just looks quick. like he's having trouble, like he can't track the puck. Oh yeah, he like, can't see the puck. Are, like pucks are just going going through him, and he's like watching them go through him. Oh, you know what bunch, I mean? A bunch of the Canucks goals when it was eight two were from the point, and he just he couldn't find them. Yeah. So yeah, I maybe the game is just getting too fast for him. I don't know. I yeah. know he had major surgery on both his hips and his back. Yeah, uh, it might be it. Like, and maybe this is maybe he's just his body is just kind of giving up on him. I think he's thirty three. Yeah. So like, you know, you you'd like to think he's got like three or four years left in him. You know, like some a couple more years at least to the end of his contract. But you'd well, the good so. news is L A does have another option in net. Jack, yeah, Jack Campbell. Campbell, he's been good. Again, he's been he's been fine. 
yeah, he's been solid. He's been okay. Um, and for the Kings, they can just they they could really use that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, otherwise they're not going to win more than like twelve games this year if, if John yeah. plays every game. Nine hundred yeah. save percentage versus a seven ninety three. Like, <laughs> though they, you know what they've they've been scoring a lot more goals than I thought they would though too. Like they've been they've been doing all right offensively. Yeah, they got twenty they've been scoring goals more than the Wild. That's that's yeah. the benchmark. If you if you <laughs> look at their goals for goals against, I mean they got twenty goals for, uh, twenty eight against, which is absurd. If you take out those eight goals from, you know, maybe let's make it like four, that doesn't look so bad. But like they've scored more goals in like Anaheim, who's way above them in the, in the standings. They're, Calgary, they're 13th in the league in goals for per game. Yeah. So like that's pretty good. That's okay. Yeah. Um, it's just that goals against is just brutal. <laughs> they're only, dead last. <laughs> only, no, only New Jersey has more than them. Uh, oh, Minnesota too. New Jersey's, uh... led, New Jersey's led in 31, and Minnesota's led in 29. So. But per game, per game. Sorry, LA right. has more per game. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. they do. They also play tonight, I think, which they're losing. Shocker. They're losing 3 nothing. They're losing 3 nothing. so that's nice. all. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, I, can I touch on two other teams uh, that have been bad? Because I know Zane wants to launch Yeah, go for team. it, go for it. Yeah, but sure. we don't have to necessarily talk about these guys a bunch. But the Florida Panthers have not been very good, especially Sergey Bobrovsky. Okay, I want to talk about them later. So let's, okay, let's hold so them off. I have them, them and then what later. about the Dallas Stars, who are one six and one? Yeah, uh, who you have? They the, have not been scoring. Winning the division. I, I had them winning division. And they have I, one more goal than the Wild in one more <laughs> game. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ben. Here, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. They look awful. They can't score, man. They're, they're owners to come talk shit again. They're playing I, like uh, fucking horse shit is what the owners okay. are. <laughs> yes, they are. I I don't know if, like, I'm flabbergasted. I, I, the first thing that I want to say is maybe it's a coaching thing because this team is not that bad. You look at their top two lines, this team is not that bad. Their well, best what, if player, it's age? what if Ben and Sagan are just, what if it's, maybe it's it is. the downfall? Maybe, maybe this is just the end of... Ben, I don't we touched so. on it over the summer, remember? I talked about... I actually am having a flashback. Yeah, we talked about I, how I maybe think... Ben is not the high... We talked about, like, maybe his 55-point season is more going to be it? the norm. Like, that's... Maybe. That's him now. Well, he's I, got I, two the points case, in eight games, two, so... If that's the case, their top two lines all of a sudden aren't nearly as dominant. Because going from a 75-point guy to a 55-point guy is like... Is he the new Corey Perry? Drop off. Oh, oh geez, man. That's early, but... I just draft him as a free agent in a fantasy league. Like that's not a good sign. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me kind of try. This is my. Uh, Save him. Tr- I'm Save trying him, to rationalize this. Okay, and last year they really had to focus on defense and creating a shell around their goalie, and then they would counterattack, and yeah. they got all their offense from that top line that Radulov, Sagan, Ben Unit, right? Mm-hmm. This year they have a lot more. Like Rupe Hans has been their best player. They got Pavelski now. Um, Dickinson looks pretty good. Like they have more depth, right? They got Corey Perry in there. I know we just I literally just said Corey Perry was, but but still, they have some more guys. Um, this is the second season for Heiskanen, right? Sophomore slumps. I, I actually think he's looked all right, but maybe it's just they're stuck in that mindset from last year of we need to defend, we need to defend, we need to defend. Where I feel like this team, they have enough guys now where I think they can try and play a little bit more offensively. And if you're trying to defend all the time, sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes you just get bad bounces. Like, they've been in all the games, right? It's not like they're getting, like, blown out. They've been in all these games. They're just struggling to score. They're scoring, like, two goals a game kind of thing. They're, yeah, um, last in the league and goals four per game. 
I, I the last two games they got they lost four one to Washington, four nothing to Buffalo, <laughs> and they lost they lost three two to Columbus. But like the more three two score, that's been where they they they, they keep losing three two, four two. Like it, I just feel like they're 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 missing that, um, that that more offensive mindset. And I I think that Ben Bishop has looked what Ben Bishop is like now average. He's a, he's just an average goalie that played for a really good defensive team last year. That's what I said. Like, he's not this Vesna goalie. Like, that's just not who Ben Bishop is. He's massive and he's gonna stop the shots that he's supposed to stop. But outside of that, he's that's what he is. So, I think the Stars need to really look at look themselves in the mirror. I don't know if they need to make a coaching change because, um, I think it's Tim Montgomery is his name. But I mean, he took this team to the Western Conference Finals last year. And they were really close to beating the Blues, like really close, one goal away. Um, so, you know, maybe you give him a little bit, but if this falls, like they need to turn it around next game. It needs to start now. Well, them, yeah, right? I mean, six game, six losses in seven games is like it's getting to the point. We talked about last podcast where I said I'm not gonna like we're not gonna freak out on teams till seven games. Well, here we go. Like, yeah, this is this is it, right? It's getting pretty detrimental. You know, they they beat Washington in that overtime game, and I thought that that was going to be the turning point for them. But now, I mean, I they're not coming first in, in the Central. Like, Sorry, they're I, one six and one. So it's been eight games. They have one win yeah. in eight games. Their yeah. power play is clicking at four point two percent, and that is that should like with those guys with Pavelski, Sagan, Radulov, like, Ben, Heiskanen, Klingberg, like. There is no listen six guys way. there, but this like, should it be a top matter. five power play in the league. This should be a top five power play in the wow. league. It's it's there's just no excuse. So that's why I think that coaching it it yeah it looks it looks to coaching right. Like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I the, the two of the games I watched for the stars. Uh, I mean I don't know. Sagan hasn't really produced, but he looked good in those games and he had some chances. He had some posts, some crossbars, some goalies made some really good saves on him. So I don't I, I don't know if it's like um last year where they just weren't playing very well. Like I think they're playing all right. It's just I think they need to make some adjustments to their how like their structure and how they're playing and how they want to attack these teams. And that power play has got to get better. There's no there's no way that you're making the playoffs with with four, what was it? What'd you just say, Zane? Four point four percent or something? Yeah, that's four point two. That's that is that's pushing brutal. Ottawa Centers bad who are uh, over twenty one on the year. So I got no defense oh, for them. They're geez. they're not uh, for me right now. If they're gonna make the playoffs, they're a wild card team. You can't start one six and one and you know what? I, fuck, I say that and the Blues won the cup last year. So Grayson already diverting from his. There predictions. we go. Well, cup, I, cup with, champions, Dallas Stars. With, according with to how <laughs> with how deep the Central is, how many good yeah, teams are there's, there's, there's no way that they go back into first. So that kind of that kind of rattles me a little bit because. Um, yeah, I should have known better because they have Ben Bishop, and I, I can't stand the guy. And yeah, Grayson, I got another team for you later on in this episode too. That I'm going to bring up that is uh, <laughs> going to go against your predictions. So I'm, I'm oh, sorry, right? I'm, I'm all over you tonight a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. Um, all right. Well, was there another? I think Zane is the only one that didn't really. Cover. Yeah, Zane, give us your team. Was it the the Devils? I think you said earlier. Well, this is this is a tough one because the New Jersey Devils definitely have a chance to rebound their season and. And the one thing they haven't gotten is goaltending, which, you know, we thought Corey Schneider was going to be better coming into this season. He's not. He hasn't been. They I don't did know get their if first you can point to goaltending, man. 
I don't know about that. Well, they've been bad. They've been real bad defensively. Like I don't know if you can just look at the goalies and be like, it's the goalies' fault. Yeah, they do They haven't goals. helped, but they haven't been bad. Like they've been peppered and hung out to dry a little bit. I mean, Schneider's got an eight seven six four oh eight. Like, I don't tough. know. Yeah, well, I think Schneider is kind of expected, but at least Blackwood, I think he's been kind of hung out to dry a little bit, and he's but played that, well. He's so young that I think it was too early to call him a legitimate starting goalie. So, and it, yeah. it very well maybe there it, it could be the defense. I don't watch a ton of Jet Devils games, but stats are not good for either. They're they're giving up odd man rushes. They just they go they go up in games and they just like okay, we, we've already won the game. We can just, like, disappear. And then they get peppered and, you know, goals go in. But I, I, I just have a problem saying that it's, like, they haven't got the goaltending because, like, we did say they needed goaltending to be, like, a playoff team. But it, I, I wouldn't say that – I would say it's defense first, goalie second. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's, like – Listen to both these stats. On the Listen to both the goalies. And this is not to say it's their fault because it's not pointing the goalies. But just hear the two goalie stats. So I said Schneider was a eight seven six save percentage mm-hmm. with a four oh eight and Blackwood's an eight five seven with a four oh six. Yeah, and and Blackwood too, like they left him in for seven goals against uh yeah, I can't remember who it was. And that was kind of ruthless, but okay. It is, it's like it is. the Kings left he went in for all eight against Vancouver. Yeah. He went in cold against uh the Jets when they were starting to turn it on. And I actually thought he played really well in overtime. And he played all right in the shootout, but they're just they're just not there yet. Like this is exa- this is where I, I I said they were gonna be. You know what I mean? Like this team is just it's just not there. Their forwards are super young. They got no defensemen, and I repeat, they have no defensemen. I know they traded for Seaban, but they have no defensemen, and they got Corey Schneider in net. I don't even know like. I don't even know if he plays beyond this year. Like that's a guy that maybe you throw on the IR and just say like, see you later, draw free loophole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this team is just, it's just nowhere close to being, this is exactly where I thought they they would be. I I mean, I I think I thought that they would win a couple more games because they have some offensive guys, but uh, defensively 31 goals against yeah this is this is where I, I saw them like this is do, do you want to talk about surprising. Jack Hughes too struggled yeah well he's been playing with Wayne Simmons like <laughs> what? they've switched up their lineups like this obviously you lose your first six games in a row you know and it's you're gonna switch things up. You're gonna try different combinations, and they've tried. Not if you're Mike but, Babcock. Okay, but I think he start. I think he. I think he started the year with uh, Gusev and Brat. And then they moved to to. Uh, they tried him with Hall. Uh, I don't think they did. He's been with. I think Hall has been with. I think they tried him with Hall when he should got hurt at the end of one of the games. That that's the only time he's been playing with Hall. But he got his first um, point tonight. It was a he did. a deflection, a double deflection. He got the first deflection. Miles Wood got the second deflection, and that leads to his first assist. But let's look at this objectively too. Like the kid's like 150 pounds. You're gonna throw him in, the, in a in a really Hold hard on. league. He's 150 pounds. He's 171 I, I don't pounds. He's a, there you go. He's 171 pounds. <laughs> talk about the Pedersen stuff. Like he, uh, talk about Jack Hughes weight. Then damn, you're throwing him in in the hardest position, arguably one of the hardest positions in the NHL. Top six center. Yep. He's playing. Yeah, top six, and he's playing with the a guy who's never. He's hurt. playing with. He's playing with a guy who's never played in the NHL before in Gusev, and a guy who's 22 years old. And has been like hurt like eighty games in his career, like that is not a recipe for success. 
at all. That sounds like at the all. Oilers strategies back in the early 2010s. Like, I would be really concerned if I was a Devils the fan. Kids out. Like, that is not. Well, they're all calling for the coach's head. Let Let's say well, he got, this he is this is this is not a no. He didn't. That was a troll. That was a troll. Yeah. That was a troll. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! Duh. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, no, no. I re- I retweeted that today, and then I had to go back and delete it. I had to go back and delete it. I, I totally bit hard on that. I can't. I don't know why I just said just that. Right now, I, had yeah, to, I had to go back still. and delete it. Yeah, you don't feel bad. Bob McQuen- Bob McKenzie retweeted it. Too, well, that's you know? that's who I follow. That's who I followed, yeah. or that's who I retweeted. Was Bob oh, McKenzie? Poor Bob. Okay, and so I have I had a hot to go take. back and delete it. And now I just did I, it on on air. Nice job. I have a hot take. I have a hot take here. I have a hot take here. At what point do you send Jack Hughes down? And oh, say halfway halfway through the year. No, and say like, let's oh. say they go like the next like it's it's game twenty, and they've won like four games. Yeah, the is RFA it, mark I think is like forty games or something like that. For yeah, your... do you do you just set him down a year and just like go tear up the AHL, get stronger, get bigger? If he hasn't improved, then yeah, I guess so. If he still got under ten points at the thirty-eight, thirty-nine game mark. Yeah, I think so. I, that's what the Oilers did with Leon Drysaddle. He went back down to the WHL, and uh, they there was a trade that happened in the WHL. His rights got changed to a playoff team, the Kelowna Rockets, and he went off and became the playoff MVP. And and the next yeah. year, he he went up and he put seventy points up. And the year after that, fifteen fifty. Like that, that might be the recipe for I mean, for success. Even there. a guy like Mark Shifley did the same thing. He how many times did he get sent down? Where and yeah. then he just came up and became a star, right? Like he's. He he just doesn't look physically mature enough to play in this league. Like he's yeah, one just of the, not there. One of the hey. things that was talked about in the Hughes and Kako debate was that Hughes wasn't as good right now, but he yeah. will be. Better, he yeah. will be better. His ceiling is higher, and that's exactly that's what propelled him to be number one. But so you don't want to yak up off it. Like you don't want to yak up off this. Of course not. And and that's why I'm saying that like maybe you just take a step back. Like send him to like he was playing in the U. Okay, he was playing in the USHL last year. The USHL, the NHL, it's not like the dub or the CHL is NHL. This is a way bigger jump. And maybe you need to send him to, like, the CHL. Like, who has his rights for the CHL? Can they even do that? Yeah. You can I guess he hasn't played NCAA. I, there was a trade that happened. I'm, I'm pretty – I think it's, like, Owen Sound that has it. Has him. It's an Ontario hockey league team. This is all very premature, but, though. But, like, but he could turn it on. He could. But and he looked pretty good. I think the worst thing that you can do is let this kid struggle and just you, you know what I mean? Like hang him out to dry. Right. You don't want to kill the confidence. No, it's like send him to the I think if it's like twenty games and he's got like less than if it's at the twenty game mark and he's got less than like seven points. And this is like in twelve games, so thirteen games. So he needs so he needs six points in thirteen games. Like if he can't get that as a first overall pick I, I think it's time to Damn. take a step back and say... Short leash. I give him until half the year. No, uh, you know, but you know why it's a short leash? is because I don't want him to go into this team with his cancerous, like, we're losing, it's bad, you know, vibe. Uh, because if it goes like this, there's no there's no freaking way they're keeping Hall. <laughs> no, uh, I'll get into that. But one thing first. Yeah. Um, Jack Hughes is the first ever U.S. National Development Team player to transition directly to the NHL. Yeah. So no one else has made that jump before. Like like Austin Matthews played there, but remember he went to Europe for his last yeah. year. He went to, to get stronger and develop and then jump to the NHL. That was smart. And and Hughes did not do that. Like Hughes la- 
he like he should that was that was a misstep for me for Hughes. Like he shouldn't have been there last year. He should have gone to the CHL. He should have gone to Europe or played college or something. But like to to just try to jump from that league to the NHL is it's not even close. It's so he was a drafted eighth overall by Mississauga Steelheads in the OHL draft. Yeah, Mississauga. Uh, I don't know yeah. if he got traded. And they have a good not, team. They have a really good team. I don't know if he, they, they still like, have his rights, but that's who they he got. Was like Thomas by. Harley there, uh, and they have a couple. Uh, I think it's Quinton Byfield that's there. We're supposed to go number two or three. They took but him eighth overall, like, they... knowing that he wasn't gonna play there. I mean, <laughs> that's great. Maybe they saw this coming. They just masterminded it. But no, I, I do think that that like maybe it's a little early to talk about this right now. But I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Is um. You know, at what point do we say take a step back and maybe he's just not ready yet, and that's okay. It's 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, can we think what first overall picks have not played in the NHL? Like, first, I know it's more rare now. Yeah, it's more rare now, but I don't think anyone recently, no one before two thousand and stuff oh five lockout. I don't think this could just be a case of McKinnon too, because remember McKinnon was pretty it was kind of rough his first couple of years you know yeah he had a first two or three years were tough for him yeah um he he so started exploding ex- the second matt duchene left yeah yep the literally the next game i think he went off for for a multi-point game and just didn't look back like that it sucks right because maybe, maybe they got a thing about just moving Hughes to the wing and getting him out of that center role like what if you made a line where it was like hall he and hughes And you just got him out of that center spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think you want to develop as a center. So I think it's, you'd probably, uh... But I don't, I just don't know if he's strong enough yet and physically mature enough to play that position. So yeah, maybe sending him down is the best bet. Like, yeah, that might be the best case for him. But, you know, that doesn't change their scenario right now. They need to try and win. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they got to try to keep Hall, right? It doesn't yeah. even matter about the playoffs at this point. It just matters about winning enough to keep Taylor Hall and get him to resign. Well, how's Hall doing points wise? Like, he's got he five and even... seven games. So yeah, he's doing all right um, on a pretty bad team right now. So so is Gusev. He's been pretty pretty decent. Three goals. Yeah, I think Gusev has looked really good. So that's a pleasant surprise for them. Like I said, I think they're forwards. They're younger. They'll figure it out. Even Pavel yeah. Zaka. Pavel Zaka has looked great for them too. Uh, they well, just need some defensemen. Let's like, talk about just... a Taylor Hall trade. What does that look like? Taylor Hall trade? Yeah. Uh, two really good prospects. So El- and... Elliot Freeman mentioned that the Oilers might be interested in in writing that wrong. Um. Oh, it would be it would be Bouchard, Yamoto, and a first. Would... What the hell for a absolutely UF pending UFA? Oh, are we just saying if he was just to go there for one year? I'm talking like sign and trade. Like he's gonna go get traded and then get extended. Oh, I'm talking about rental, no extension. Oh, um, oh man, it'd be a lot. I don't think the Oilers would want to do it. Like I wouldn't trade. Like I would. The first thing I would ask for is, I'd probably ask for Bouchard. I'm not gonna lie. They need defensemen. Well, they're man. not giving up Bouchard. And you're, like that's that's an untouchable asset. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, if you're gonna trade the... Hall, if if you're gonna trade Hall. You need you need to like slam dunk it. There's no 
<laughs> you mean don't trade him for Adam Larson straight up? Exactly, oh. exactly. So, and I don't think I, Ray Shiro is that dumb. I give so him I Larson think... and Pugliarvi. And a first? Yeah, and a first. <laughs> that That's, yeah. I think it's think, a first. Why, why would you first? need a first in there? Like, what do you mean, why would you need the first? You're going to give me you're gonna be Adam Larson and a bust? Come on. I Okay, Pugliarvi is still 20 years old. It's, that's not enough tearing up, Hall. He's tearing up it's the finish lead. It's not enough. It's not enough. Larson, Taylor Hall, and a you next get that defenseman that's going to really help out your defense core because of how bad it is. I know, Zane. It's just, it's not enough. It's not enough. You're, you're, Adam Larson's going to come in and help my or help the defense score. They're, they're losing Taylor Hall. They're going to score goals. Paul Irby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Zane. Hold on. Hold, what, if, what if it was Darnell Nurse? That's, that's uh, more... that, that'd be a little bit better. I still this, think they're gonna want to over. I would do like I would say that they would probably rather nurse in a first. Like yeah. I would rather first yeah, than uh, than Poyarvi. Yeah. Like I don't think Poyarvi has any trade value, really. I, I, would tra- I wouldn't trade. Spot, I wouldn't like, trade anything not? more than a second round pick for that guy. I, I think third. I might. I'm, third uh, is like seconds pushing it. I would try for nurse and Poyarvi because just. Because Pogliarvi's not going to play with us anyways, and maybe he'll be enticing for the Devils to get a scorer back in that. Uh, and yes, I did say scorer. You guys scoring goals in, in Liga right now. Um, Maybe they'll want him back to kind of just maybe replace that offense one day. But the thing about Pogliarvi is I think he needs fins around him to be successful. I think the best spot that Pogliarvi can go to is Carolina. Who, who is interested or who are interested? Carolina. I think Carolina, Montreal, and are there any other teams with a lot of fans? Uh, what would you guys even give up, though? For Pugliarvi? Yeah. Nothing that you would want. I don't think I don't think it would happen. Like, nothing more than a... It'd be like a second at most. There is, so Carolina was saying, like, Julian Gauthier. Yeah. And, we're, and that was their original offer that. that the orders didn't want. So they, like they've stepped up their offer recently. So it'd have to be something better than that, I think. Yeah. And I don't think the Habs are doing anything like that. I think I like I think Carolina makes a lot of sense for Pugliarvi. It They got Teravine in there. They got uh, Aho. Um, they just got, is Hala? I'm pretty sure. Is Hala Swedish or Finnish? That's Eric a great Hala? question. Yeah. I can't, they got guys there. They got a lot of Finns there. They got they got tons of tons of especially in their AHL system too they got tons of fins so like that'd be a real yeah, good spot finished. for Pulyarvi yeah that that'd be a real good spot for for Pulyarvi. Um, which hey let's talk about Carolina they are uh... so yeah let let's kind of transition from the real bad teams into the good teams and, and I'll start it Carolina is my team where I'm actually going to go as far as saying I I, I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year they're, wow. they're, that's my cup pick and I'll make them right now. Is the Carolina Hurricanes? You can throw They're, some throw some money down, go to sports betting, and I w- maybe I will. Put uh, that's not a bad idea. You could put out hundred bucks and win yeah. some decent money. I wonder what I wonder Hurricanes. what like, I I wonder what their odds are. I think it's probably pretty shit right now because they're top, top of the, the league, the East. So maybe if they mellow out a little bit, but yeah, I'm not concerned. I think they're built for the playoffs. I love their coach. I uh, love their forward group now, especially if they add another. They're, they're trying to add another top nine guy, and I think that's that's what they need. And if they do that. Then I think the sky's the limit for this team. I think Aho is one of the best um, centers in this league. I really like him. Uh, Teravainen is super underrated. Svechnikov has been popping off. Uh, I, can't, I don't know how many points he has now. Uh, Zane, you want to check that for me? But he had like six assists in his first like three games. Sorry, so. which player? 
Svechikov. Um, and yeah, then, he's near the top of the league. Yeah, and then uh, their defense is the best defense in the NHL. Mrazic is okay, he's solid. Uh, and Reimer, you know what? I was hard on Reimer before the season started, but he's oh, I was calling for his not, comeback. You were, not, you were not hard on Reimer. You were all over that. Guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was calling uh, for his comeback. And, he's going to have he a looks, good year, and he looks decent. He looks all right, but you know what? I do think a lot of it has to do with the defense of Carolina. So, um, Sveshkov has eight yeah, points I, in eight I, games, one goal, seven assists. Yeah, so there you go. There's a second overall pick that's looking like he's taking a step a forward A second this overall year. pick, yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, I have nothing bad to say about this team. I I love them. I, and that that that's hard for me to say because Montreal and Carolina don't get along right now. Um, but yeah, they're my picks to win the cup, and I think they're the real deal. I think this is the year for them. What do you guys think? I I no problem with that. I think cups no a little problem. ambitious, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Like it wouldn't and surprise I, me. I I don't I feel comfortable saying that because I don't feel like I'm a bad wagoner because I picked them last year to upset. How you did? You you've been so, on there. You've been riding them since yeah, we kind been, of started I, this podcast. I, so I've been riding them. So I don't feel like I'm, you know. Oh, the, look at the look at the great start they got off to. I'm gonna pick yeah. them to win the cup. I feel like I'm picking them to win the cup because I had faith in them last year, and they've they've shown me through the first eight games that they're a great team to play. Like they're they're a great team. Are you saying you and called Eric Hall to score six goals in eight games to start the year? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. That is not <laughs> what I thought was going to happen. But I didn't even think about Hall, but he scored 30 goals with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, before he, he had that he bad leg yeah. injury. So, like, yeah, they just need more goals, more a little bit a little bit more, more depth scoring, and they have to zingle. I mean, if they get Justin Williams back halfway through the year. That's, uh, that's big. Uh, this team is... But that's a big question mark too. So, and also uh, the Mike Fisher. I know that, he's, you know he, what? Is Justin this, Williams going to pull the Mike Fisher. Yeah, he might. This this I team. Be this team gets a lot of flack because of their fans uh, and their support, like, and how it, they haven't really had fans. But I'll, I'll be the first to say it. You know what? Who cares? Like, their building right now is electric and it's loud, and it looks like it's a lot of fun to go to those games. The storm surge so, after so the games. Good. They're back. Yeah, good for Carolina, man. Like, it's good. That's what the NHL needs. We need more teams like that. And yeah. Carolina looks like it's taken that step. And yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. They got probably the deepest uh, prospect system pool. Yeah. prospect pool in the entire NHL. And they're already uh, a damn good team. And they're already sick. So this team could be good for about you know 10, 10 plus years. Um, Aho's Aho's 22. Svechnikov is what 19. Yeah. Like yeah, this team is set up for the future. It's like they they got Jake Bean who uh is put up solid points, won a Calder Cup last year. Uh he can't even crack this roster because her D is so good. And they got Nadeljevic, who won the Calder Cup last year, same thing. Put up great numbers, can't crack the roster. Like Jane Quokinen, like they have so many guys. Julian Goche, uh they, they have so many guys who are just itching to to get in that lineup and, and help them out. So this is a team that can keep trading off assets uh, for cap reasons, bring up young guys, and stay competitive for a long time. So It's exactly how my uh, fantasy team on uh, EA Sports NHL 20 looks. I got great depth. <laughs> I got great scoring. You're hurting here, guys. folks. <laughs> They're playing franchise ben, mode. Ben's, Ben's, uh, ben is secretly the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell because, you know, they don't pay him, but that's yeah. normal for Carolina. That, that, that's not unheard of there. Ooh, ooh, 
I just had Yikes. to. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Uh, they they so are definitely now the best run team in the National Hockey League. Oh yeah, they made they they've made great trades and they've done. Uh, Bergevin helped them out. You know, gave them yep. a solid contract for Aho. Uh, <laughs> so that was nice of them. But okay, yeah, what a deal. That that's enough of that's the, Grayson's team of the the Hurricanes. That's my that's my pick for. Teams Stanley that are great, Cup. are going to stay great. What about you guys? Zane, go ahead. Well, I know, it, I know what Ben's picking. I'm gonna, you do? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the Avs. It's not, it's not even a question. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll I'm talk to I'm going to throw in a team, and it's not going to be the Oilers because we, we did talk about it at the end of the episode. I'm going to throw in a team that got a little bit of doubt in our in the predictions uh, by some other members of this podcast. Not going to say names. Starts with the GNs with the racing. Uh, the Boston Bruins. <laughs> Oh, the Bruins. They're five the and Bruins. one to start the year. Five mm-hmm. one and one to start the year. They mm-hmm. look to be clicking on all cylinders. Tugarask is doing absolutely solid in net. Pasternak and Marshan seem to have just woken up and they're rolling and they're gonna stay rolling, I think. Pasternak four goals last night. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying any stock in that. But sure. Still I mean I, I think they're a playoff team, but uh, I don't see them holding that spot. Well, do, Tampa's then... going to probably come up and and take the divisional spot, but you know they'll be up there. I, I'd be more interested on your thought. Like, I have no problem with you saying Boston. That's that's fine with me. Uh, I think they'll fall off in the second half of the year because of the age, tiredness, long season from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no I have no problem with with you saying Boston right now. Mm-hmm. The team that's interesting that I just kind of looked at there is Buffalo's second in that division. Yeah, they're what right you, there. They look good. Victor Golovson. Victor Olsson. Yeah, Victor Olsson. <laughs> Jack Eichel. 24-year-old and... rookie, so same age as Panarin when he uh, won the Calder. We don't talk about that, though. Uh, all six <laughs> of his goals have come on the power play. Is yeah. that sustainable? Like, is uh, that... After watching their power play and playing against it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that kid can shoot the puck. Come on, you, you don't think teams are going to figure out how to stop that power play? Yeah, he's no, not. I know Vechkin taking one timers from the right side. Yeah, from the left he's side got there. a. Like he, he's got you, a good shot. You, but. you joke, you joke. But yeah, that kid's got a absolute bullet of a shot. Uh, if there's one thing that kid can do, what well, like a leap, it's shoot. So His finish right there. When on you that have side. when you have Jack Eichel passing you the puck, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how many. I don't know what this kid's limit is like for five and five scoring. And you know what? He's first year in the NHL. Maybe he'll figure that out a little bit. But um, I, 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 this kid's twenty sure, goals. Sure I don't, I don't think, that, I don't think that's unreasonable. Twenty if, goals. If there's one thing that comes from the season, I don't care if the Sabers are good or not. But I hope Jack Eichel can keep his points up. Yeah, because he I really is like not. Jack. He, he's been a sixty-point guy last year. He had eighty-two points, but still, like you expect so much more from that guy. If you guys are in any fantasy leagues, I would, I would buy on Jack Eichel right now. I think, and I would not sell. I I think this is I think this is it. Like it, I think well with their five and one start, I don't think anyone's trading Jack Eichel right now. I was say, well, uh, well, who's looking I, to tra- I, trade him? Oh, I I he, you joke, but whoever's uh, in our <laughs> league, hit me up. Uh, you know what? The new guy has uh, has yeah, Jack Eichel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's been hit, I've been hitting him up. Let me uh, let me tell Eric? you. Eric, yeah, name drop. <laughs> oh, okay, but Eric, if you're listening, I, I really I really I'll, like, I'll take him. I really like. Uh, Ralph Kruger, what he's done. The defense has looked a lot better for uh, Buffalo. Like, Colin Miller 
Montour. Like, Ristolainen isn't hung out to dry anymore. Dolan looks sick. Um, you know, we kind of made a joke about Pierre Maguire, how they picked, he picked Buffalo, and we're like, that is, a, that was terrible, but, oh, they look pretty good right now. I, I do think that the question mark for them is in net with goaltending, um, and I think probably uh, yeah. the the solution is probably with Allmark, if Allmark can step up and do well, like, we kind of know what Carter Hutton is, but we don't really know if Allmark can take that next step yet, so if he can step up, I think this team could maybe squeak in the playoffs. I... We we kind of said like if they traded Risto for another top nine forward or top six forward who's good, we we were we were questioning whether they they'd get in. So um, well, Carter maybe Hutton Victor Ol- seems to be the guy in net. Sorry to, and he's no, fine. I, I, he's fine. He's played all right, but I just think for them to go to the next level, like I don't know if Carter Hutton's got that next yeah. level where like maybe Olmark does, and maybe like a guy like Uka Pekka Lukanen can who won't be um, there this year. So. No, 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 but, you know, down the line. I think it's between – it's obviously between Olmark and, and Lukanen for the, the future yeah. who's going to be that next guy there. Hutton's not the goal of the future there. Um, but, no, I think that, you know, with the way that Olofsson had score goals and the way that power plays moving the puck, yeah, I think sky's the limit for this It team, is so. slightly concerning that he doesn't have an even strength goal. A little bit, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, is. yeah, it is, but it, they'll come. And yeah. even, even if he doesn't score a ton of even strength goals, he's still putting goals in the power play, and that's yeah, you know, that's meaningful maybe that's just well, what he so. is. He just yeah. plays that role where and he scores still, the power play. Still need, forward need in the top power play spot, exactly, and that's not yeah. a problem. I think, yeah, he's, not a problem. I think he is playing on the top line though, so I'm not. Yes, he he's playing on the wing of Michael. Well, then that becomes a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that, if the guy can put up thing, twenty like, goals, and that's why I didn't say Buffalo half. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I think it's fair, and I still think it's a reset to make the playoffs. So if this kid has like two goals, so. if this kid has like two goals and four power play goals, you know what I mean? Like if it's more like, would you be more? Yeah, if you had two even strength goals, four power play goals, two even strength goals, I think I'd be a, like, more in on them. Yeah, more in on them. But like six six goals is great, but they're all on the power play. The guy and he's playing top line with Jack Eichel. Like, yeah, they yeah, do need he, to if, figure out their five on five play. If he was on the third line and had doing this, it would be like different discussion because. If he's on the third line, who cares if he's not scoring even straight goals as much? He's scoring well, on the power play, but he's on the first line. You got produced on the first line. Their, their power play is at thirty four point five percent, which will obviously fall off. So yeah, so they just need to um, compensate with some more five on foot. Yeah, five so I, I'm not sold. Not sold yet. Uh, they they have done a really good job of keeping the puck out of their net. They've only allowed eighteen goals against. Yeah, so like plus, that's plus nine different. I think I think that's why I'm more of like let's buy in Buffalo a little bit more because like sure. That yeah, 18, he's so. shooting at 35% and he's averaging 18 minutes of time on ice. Um, so yeah, you had Boston. I, I, I'm okay with that. Ben, you, you're still, you're good with that too. Yep. You're like, okay, so who do you got, Ben? I, I think you're going to pick the abs, but well, I'll give got? a quick little shout out to Zane's Oilers. Cause I know we said we talked about him earlier, but like just, they need to get some love because they've been awesome. Uh, so good for them. But yeah, Grace, you call it. My team is the five Oh and one 11 <laughs> points and plus nine differential. Colorado Avalanche, who you they have shut me out up. Of I'm not gonna lie, playoffs. they've shut me up. Uh, their D is <laughs> have looked, I've looked a lot better. And uh, 15 goals against 15. Yeah. No, no, I, you know what, I'll, I'll eat my shorts on this one. Like you, uh, yeah, they've played really well. I have nothing to say. They're <laughs> second in the league in goals for per game, fifth in the league in goals against per game. Yeah, they're uh, and they're, no they're regulation losses yet. They are. I will call them my early Stanley you know, Cup. I, I think team. Landis Cog is leading the league in goals of uh, you know game winning goals against too. 
<laughs> that was pretty brutal. That was, that, that was a tough one. That was funny. That's a tough way to lose your first game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, how about uh, Valerie Natushkin, the the sob story of this team? Not he still doesn't have a goal. Yeah, he's he's a hunk of junk. I'm sorry. He's done. Yeah, he's yeah. It's tough. That's nope. tough. Ah, that ain't it, Chief. I'm I'm out on Nikushkin. Everyone was focused on Toby Reader last year, but Nikushkin also didn't have a goal. He, he didn't score last year, and he's not scoring yeah. this year. No, he, yeah, no. He I'm won't sorry. be in the lineup long. Nope, 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 nope. Kale McCarr six points. Kale McCarr six points in six games. Yeah, he's so he's looked good. So this is what I was up like. They 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 don't even have Ian Cole in the lineup, and they're doing this. So once they get Ian Cole back, like, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see how this is going to stop. Like, I think they're going to ride this all the way to the end of the year. And, yeah, I'm willing to say that I was wrong because, yep, their goaltendings look good, their defenses look good, and um, that top line is doing what the top line is doing. And Kadri, Kadri looked good on that second line. Birkowski's look good, and uh, Don Squares look good. Yeah, so took I'm, I'm Kadri by... a couple games to figure it out. Yeah, but, but now it's just a new team. It's kind of the same thing with Portland, yeah. right? It takes yeah. a couple. And... and I think that was, like, it was it was the defense, the goaltending, and it was Kadri with the wingers like I, I i didn't know if he could do it and uh he's doing it so and the d's look good and they've answered all my questions so yeah i got nothing to say against this team this team is they're they're, they're good they're, they're scary would not want to would not want to play them so th- those are our three teams okay let's finish here let's 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 kind of finish up the episode here can um, i can i bring up one player this is gonna be a homer thing but can i bring up one player who i have been super impressed with the start yeah sure JT Miller, have you guys seen? Have you guys watched the Canucks games at all? I've watched a couple. I was but watching a bit today. He's he's he, doing he all the little things. He right. is since they put him on the top line. He has been unreal. Like he's at we've played yeah, what see, I six haven't games. Watched, I haven't he's got eight points. I, I JT Miller, man. If he keeps it up, this the first round pick is whatever because he's playing out of his mind and he looks great. He's physical. He's got he's got in front of the net. We've had like four tip in goals this year, which I don't even know if we had four all of last year because we don't put anyone in front of the net. Uh, and he's just, he's a great playmaker too. And I have been like, I remember we talked about the trade a little bit over the summer and I was very concerned with giving up the first round pick, but if he could play, you know, like this or similar to this throughout the whole year, it's easy win, easy win for GM Jim Benning, which I don't say a whole lot. Well, yeah. One, uh, of, good things about one of the things that JT Miller really excelled at in his time in Tampa was playing on that top line, playing with the best players. He's the perfect support player. And I think that's why, you know, a few years ago he was picked to team North America right yeah like a lot of people don't remember he was on that roster and he, he was picked for a reason uh he's a good player and playing with better players elevates his game and i think that he's done that in the top line also uh quinn hughes for calder that's all i have <laughs> he's got to get to the yeah, top I, power play I have, if he wants calder <laughs> yeah i have a, I have a couple, I, I have a couple things i want to talk about before we like last 20 minutes here in this episode so i want to talk about florida because we oh, all yeah. had them we all had them in the playoffs um and they're seventh, third, they're second last in the Atlantic. And then I want to talk about the Pacific more because, uh, well, we we can get to that after. But let's start with let's start with uh with Florida here and what the hell is going on? Bobrovsky, bad. Yeah, it's pretty he, much Bob. Like, showing up. You guys think it's Bob? Hold on, hold he on. He looks horrible. Hold on. What? Hold on. Oh, we've upset the goalie guy. Oh no, <laughs> their D is a puke in my mouth. Like I. I am I okay. You know what goes in? He got paid ten million dollars to come in, and he is an eight seventy save percentage. 
Did he you not watch those first two games? Did you not watch their first two games? He has to steal games, to steal games, games for them pay. Yeah, that's what he did his first three games. He was unbelievable. You think he's going to do that the entire year? You're out of your mind. For this $10 team million, is, dollars, you come pretty on, much have to. No, 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 no. You, Joel Quenville was supposed to come in and help the defense and make this team more consistent. The The first two games, they're like, Bar- where the hell was Barkov? They're like, Ekblad is like god awful. Barkov doesn't have a goal yet. Yeah, like, you're telling me this is Bobrovsky's fault? There's that is the last guy that I point to. The reason he has an 870 is because he's getting shelled every night with like cross crease bomb one clappers where he's making like these unbelievable glove saves. And I didn't see one. Uh, you you really rattled nice me, Ben. I am save. rattled. Oh my god. Hey, hey, Zane's on my side here too. Don't just throw me under the bus. <laughs> okay, he did have one bad game. He had a bad game against Carolina, I think it was, where he got yanked. Not gonna defend him there. Didn't play well, but I think that was fatigue because he got shelled against Tampa twice. Well, here's your other argument. Samuel Montembeau has come in and, and done well in the two games that he's played. I think that's just the team playing better in front of Montembeau. Mm. You know, oh shit, we don't have Bob in net to bail us out. Let's play better tonight. That's what it is. That's the mentality. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it is. No matter what is the fact they I knew this was gonna happen. Start I knew this. I knew this was gonna happen. They look now. like the Florida Panthers of the last two years. So. I, I didn't want to pick them. I didn't want to pick them for the playoffs. This that, this was the team where I was like anybody but them. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I didn't really want to pick them either. But you kind of have to with all I that know. talent and with Bob and it's just and the Quenville now. You're blaming the Are they D, gonna figure like it they, out? They brought in Antoine gonna... Strawman. They you know. Okay, let's Yandel and let's. They they're still two two and two. It's not like it's the end Yandel of the right. They've only game. played. They've only played six games. We need to put a they're, disclaimer on everything we say. Is that this yeah. is solely on the first games impressions. Seen. First yeah. impressions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's first impressions. Can they figure this out? Yes, absolutely. Plenty of time, and it's not like they're one and six like the Dallas it, Stars. Have. But it starts with their defensemen, and I I don't know. I think as soon as they figure. They need to make a trade or something because I Aaron Ekblad is not a top pairing defenseman in the NHL. That's a tough pill to swallow. That is a he is, is a not, very very tough pill to swallow. That, he ain't it. He ain't it, man. That's not it. Well, I, you, you got a you got a lot. Strawman's Strawman's look huge good. Problems then in Florida if that's yeah. if that's the case because like Strawman Strawman is looked all right. Like. I, Yandel is Yandel. I mean, he's going to put up points, but... Like, like you got bigger not... problems than just this year, if that's not the case. Yeah, what are they paying him, 7.4? Like, like, seven he's years? the first overall pick. Like, he used Tartar to be that guy. Yeah, he's not it. Paying him right I, now. I don't... I, I'm out on him. I've seen enough. Like, every time I watch them play, I'm like, who is that moron sliding on the ice or making that dumb play? <laughs> and it's always Aaron Eckblad. Every single time. And it just... I am Harsh. done with him, man. Like... I, 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 so they might have worse defense than New Jersey. Uh, I don't think so. No, man, they it it's close. I I disagree, but I'm just it, it I, maybe close, but I disagree. They're making they're making us goalies look bad. That's what they're doing, and it pisses me off, man. So it seems uh, like the <laughs> Panthers just, in the first sorry. at least six games of the year they've upped his minutes. He was playing twenty three minutes a night. Now he's playing twenty five. Yeah, They've that's... changed his zone start, so instead of starting in the defensive zone mostly, he was starting in the defensive zone 60% of the time. He's now at 45% of the time. So yep. 
that good. has helped well, his possession good, numbers considerably. And he, like, he really struggles. It doesn't seem the like his numbers is, is that good. Is that bad? Sorry, he's like having a decent start to the season. Four points, six games. It's, it's, it's in the it's in the corners, Matt. Like he's fine. He's actually fine in the offensive zone. I have no problem with him there. Everything north of the red line is fine. Well, it's how many going top, back? How many top going back to like that bucks. though? Tons. So is There's he? T- then he's a, not a top defense. He's not a top defenseman. You're. I'm saying, like, how many? Top he's a first overall defense? pick, Zane. Zane, he's a first overall pick. He's not like a top defenseman. He he should be in the category of of, of Hedman, Dolan? of Doughty, of Dolan, of these are the guys that he should be in the conversation with. No, am I wrong? No, hey, you're right. Um... Like, he's not. He's not it. He's a he's a bust in terms of a first overall pick. He's he's not a like he, he's just not it. He's not he's not a bust, but he hasn't lived up to his expectations. He's absolutely a bust. No, no a you bust can't call him a, a bust. Is a, a guy that, off. Yes, not a top. No, player. no, he's that is that is okay. When we're talking about like first overall picks, I think bust is a little different. Like Yak is like when guys bust out on their first overall, like Yak, that's like a fluke. Like usually the first overall picks have careers. There's only like three or four guys who there's like step on. There was Dig, there's Yakupov, Yakupov, right? Like those are the three that's like, and you, you think about the all busts. the first overall picks. Those are the three first overall busts. Okay, that's what they're. Those called. are the three guys that didn't have careers, but like we're even even if we're talking like busts, I would put Nuge in that category. I would put Ekblad there. Um, I mean, McKinnon looked like it his first couple years. Like I, I think we have, obviously I think we have a very different opinion of busts. Yeah, same here. I'm I mean, I'm, with ben I'm here. talk like. Bus for me when we're talking about a first overall pick is like a guy who is one of the best in the league at the position. That's a bus. He's he's a when you're taking a guy first top overall. Though, that's pretty solid. Like that's a pretty oh. solid career. Yeah, he's a solid career, but he never he didn't live up to his expectations. So sure, so yes, he didn't live up to his expectations. He, he's not he a bust. Now the only player in that top ten that has really been great in that draft has been Leon Drysaddle at number three. Oh yeah, like there's Sam Reinhardt. Wasn't Morgan Riley that no, year too? No, it was Ekblad. It was Sam Reinhardt, who's been pretty decent, but not first overall pick worthy. He's been Leon Dreisel has been all worldly, and he's great. Yeah. Sam Bennett, Bennett hasn't been great. Bust. Del Cole hasn't been great. Vertanen hasn't been great. Hayden Flurry's just starting his career, I believe. Yeah, all bad, all bad. Yeah, I agree uh, with William you. Nylander. The, there's a lot of discussion about William Nylander. He might have been a better pick, but uh, Nikolai Ellers. Pretty decent 50 60 point guy. Nick Ritchie. That's the top 10. That's a tough top 10. It's not yeah, a great rough. top 10. So, okay, Eric like, Blad is a yeah, number one I mean, pick. If you, not, not a bust. Well, he's, I mean, not a bust. I, I don't know. You just think of you think of a number one pick and you think, like, okay, Dreisaitl or like Dolan yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what are some other names in that in that draft? Uh, David Pasternak at twenty five, and that's that's kind of it in the first round. Maybe Alex Tuck at eighteen, but he got traded. Larkin at fifteen, he's there. Varan at thirteen. They're... Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you listed those players. I'd rather have Pasta. I'd rather have. Larkin. Of course, but you're okay. I'd so have... sure, if you're, sure. But you can do that. In that's the hindsight. Yeah. You're looking at the number one pick. Who are you taking? Aaron Ekblad, Sam Reinhart. Those were the two guys that were kind of just like the one-two. Yeah, sure. At at the time, yeah, sure. And I, 
I think a big part of it too is how his career has played out has been injuries, his concussions, and like. And he's actually supposed to be Sam Bennett at three. Like it wasn't Dressel wasn't even in the conversation for the first. Yeah, Bennett was the guy who couldn't do a pull up. Yeah, and that's why he dropped. Thank God. Um. I I'm just I'm just really disappointed with. Like. You just—I don't think you can win with him playing top pairing minutes. Like I think he's a middle guy. It's like another Ristolainen situation. But Buffalo's yeah, doing it. He, yeah, but they also have a way better supporting cats now, and they can shield him more. Like he—he he can't be playing twenty-five minutes a night. Like well, that's the can, problem. Let's see, Rasmus Ristolainen. What is he playing? I'm Especially with like what's their what's their penalty what's their penalty kill operating at? Uh, who Florida? PK eighty-six percent. Not so eighty six percent. They're sixth in the league in in penalty kill. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that that's all right. I think we. I don't uh, know. Maybe maybe I'm being like really really hard on him here, and I need to like just chill out. But <laughs> I feel like ev- Gracie every... gets more angry as the podcast goes on. You I guys feel should like... have heard the goalie rant he went on last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like every time I watch this guy play, I want to throw something. Ristolainen and... still playing twenty four minutes a night, and Buffalo's having success. And we we all agree that he wasn't a top pairing guy. So how. How old is he? He's 23? Ekblad? Yeah. He's 24, I believe. Okay. Maybe, maybe he just... I don't know. This is it for me, but... Like, this year... He's 23, yeah. Def- he needs to figure out the defensive side of the puck. That's... That's it. That's all I got, that's all I got we, to say. We've just covered the Florida Panthers more than they have been covering, like, the past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry. But I'm... Subtle dig. So they they deserve to get covered because they made some massive trades. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Or not trades. They made yeah, some massive signings. They're sitting 2-2-2, two, they... two two, middle of the pack. And it's hard, it's hard to talk because, about a team that's It's because they haven't played very many games, too. They've only played six games. Yeah. There's time okay, to turn. Okay. I want to finish up the episode with the Pacific Division. Oh, that's right. The Division. Kind of. Uh, and we can spend like five five or ten minutes here. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple claims here. Well, well first. Your Ducks. Yeah, I, I want. I want you. Guys, I want to hear your thoughts on my ducks because I they, picked them to make the playoffs, and they I'm... they've looked better than I thought. I still think their errors are pretty abundant, pretty clear, and, and Gibson's going to be the guy that has to bail them out. Yep. But they yeah, they look better goals against, and that's one hundred percent Gibson, like unreal. Um, yeah. And if he keeps it up, yeah, it could, I, just, I just don't think it's possible. If they make the playoffs and he does, yeah, it's literally because of him. they got to figure out their offense. They're 22nd exactly. in goals for per game, 28th on the power play. Mm-hmm. This, like, they need to Gibson, score some more goals. I think Gibson will get hurt if he has to play 70-something games this year. I, I mean, Steele is hurt for three games. I think once he starts to get going, he's only played a couple games. Once he starts to get going, I think that will really help the offense. Well, also, like, Troy Terry hasn't done shit. Mac Jones hasn't yeah. done shit. Like, they're... Comtois is starting to pick up, too. He had a he had a good game last, last Fantasy night. boy. Thank you, yeah. Maxim. Okay, so you, you guys both both don't think it's sustainable? No, yeah. I, they could be they could be better than I thought, but I don't think they're gonna like they're five and two. And they, okay. they don't deserve to be five and two. <laughs> <laughs> they need some offense. Them and thirty other teams in the NHL. What about okay? What about the Knights? We all had them at, at one. Yeah, tough tough start. Mitch Schmidt goes down. Well, that's they that's the, the you talked to start the year. But you talked about their defense, yeah. and we all talked about their defense in our season previews, and yeah, it's just the defense hurts and we, we said too is, that there was injuries. Flurry has is, is been good. Uh, all right. He, he, I, I think Flurry's on decline. I'm one of the guys that everyone really likes him, and I, I like him. 
I just don't think he's as good as, every, as everyone says he is. And I think it's he makes a oh, lot dude, of saves, good. Ben. I mean, good. He does, good. but is he, he faces? He's top he's not, five consistently in the league for shots against, like saves made. Yeah, well, I, and, and I'm I'm saying he's a good goalie, but everyone has him like top three in the league, and I just don't. I don't. Have oh him. yeah, I, I don't think everyone has him top three in the league, but I think he should be among the top five. Uh, see, yeah, I, I, he's 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 right there around five I'm, for me. I'm okay. Okay, around five yeah. is fine. If he's number five, that's fine. I just think people are calling him like a Vesna Hart candidate type of guy. I've seen oh, some no. guys on Twitter. I, talking I think I do I think, think that's that too much. I do think that uh, last year he probably should have got some some Vesna nods. Over, he like, did. He, over got like couple, he got a couple. Over like a Leonard and a Bishop. Yeah, I think those two guys were ridiculous even Vasilevsky uh, was but that's, if, that's a conversation for another day but <laughs> yeah yeah if their defense continues to struggle the team will struggle with them they can't outscore all their issues um but they're making like they're making the playoffs it's, it's not a i also want to talk i don't really want to touch on i don't even know if it's worth mentioning but arizona's only played five games they're at the they're near the bottom but i think it's only because they uh, played five games and they just won tonight so it's six yeah yep yeah. so and so they're three two and one um kessel hasn't scored Kessel hasn't he scored, scored tonight, didn't he? But I do want to say... Did he score tonight? I haven't watched the game. I, I, I do want to say that I think this team has looked really, really good and under the radar. They've only let in... Nine goals. In, in the five games played, they let in nine goals. They only scored 11. But they got... They should have had about three or four against Boston. The game got shut out. And Halak played probably the best game I've ever seen play. Um, so they got so, so they have 11 goals. Uh, they, so they won 5-2. They beat the Preds 5-2. So they now have 16 goals for and 11 against. Which yeah, goals so, four is not very good, but it's but their, that, their the defense been against, right? Kessel had two goals tonight. Yeah, I was like. just gonna say he didn't have one goal yet oh. too. Okay, so I I they're think that they're gonna to start climbing. I think they're yeah. gonna start climbing, and I think Keller two see points, him. Schmaltz two points, and Kessel, two I, I, I'm I'm gonna make a claim here where I'm out on the flames. I'm with you guys. I'm yes. that, that was honestly that was almost one of I'm my teams. I was gonna say yes. like, I'm done with them. I think I, I I can't get. They need to make a trade. They don't have a second line center. They need a trade. They need a second line forward. <laughs> I'm out. Lucic I'm out. Has been bad. I'm out Apparently, he I'm played on right today. He had he had his first point today, guys. He has an assist. Oh, guys, what a he's guy. got his he's got his, as many assists as James Neal. The trade is now, even. Yeah. Now, what's the goal <laughs> count again? Okay. 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 Now, the the last thing I want to say, and I want to and I want to end the episode on, is I want to say that the Oilers are frauds. Uh, I'm sorry. And the, you almost that, made it the whole. Episode. <laughs> you the almost exit? made it the whole. The exit on that thing? <laughs> but I wanna. I want to say that the Oilers are frauds, and this was going to be my pick for team that's. I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Zane, I'm going to crash and burn. Zane, here's my advice to you: is just say wait and see, and pray that the Oilers do well, and then trade them in like two weeks. Yeah, no, I, I'm fine if they make the playoffs. I'll, I, I I'm fine with saying that I was wrong. But you look at the teams that they played against, and we've they've only played against one team that we've had in the playoffs. Uh, they played the Vancouver Canucks. Excuse me, the powerhouse. Oh Vancouver yeah, Canucks. sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> who I have. I, I kind of like deleted that game from my mind because the, the Canucks home opener teams, and we yeah. and we dominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, I'll give them credit. They have beat the teams that they should have beat, but they lost to Chicago. Uh, albeit that was a pretty close game at the end of the road trip, and then all the other teams they beat are probably some of the weakest teams in the NHL. I think. Uh, I, I was a little surprised at the Philly game, though. I thought that that was gonna be closer, but I, I didn't. I didn't actually watch that game, so maybe. I, oh, we got absolutely happened. dominated for a good period and a half. See that, and I feel like that happens every game I watch the Oilers. Like you guys get dominated, and then magically Leon Draisaitl and McDavid <laughs> bail you guys out. And I'm just, I'm just not buying that for the rest of the season. Like 17 points, 15. 
Like, and then you, He's and then on you pace look out, for 199 points this year, Connor McDavid. Yeah, it's My it's not going to happen for me. And I, I think it's because you guys have played a lot of like uh, a lot of the weaker teams in the league. And I'm trying to pull up their actual schedule here. Like now, hold there? on, I'm not sure I fully believe in this myself, but why not? We do not know what Connor McDavid's ceiling is. What if it's 200 points? No, get out, get out, get out. Ben, like, what? Yes, like, that's yeah, it's no. it's get out. It's a lot of points, but like, what if we're in the era where he can literally just start scoring at will with Leon Draisaitl right, on his wing? What were you drinking? Rum, whiskey, beer throughout this mix, episode? Mix. Are you drunk? We've had a couple instances we, of drinking. Hold on, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but actually, we don't know what his top end potential is. Do you guys see the score? He scored goalie scored against philadelphia yeah it was overrated it was a nice flip and then he like uh, that was chris the russell flipping the puck the, the, chris the russell had no intent of what he was doing a nice I, flip I my ass like the guy was just trying to get the puck out of the zone they were at the okay. end of a long shift and Connor mcdavid burned everyone we get it he's fast like i don't what do you want me to say and then he went to his backhand and scored like i, I want he's got it was the we third best goal of the night. Potential is. It was, what it was if he could put up 200 points in the National Hockey League? He can't. If he does, I'll get a tattoo. <laughs> he can't that's, until he That until is he staying does. on the podcast. We, oh, okay. I. All right. Yes, he can. So, so Gracie gets the, the tat. Let's go. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. 200 points, McDavid. You heard it. Let's go. Like, we don't know what his potential, what his true ceiling is. Okay. They've played Vancouver, Los Angeles. Yeah, they New haven't Jersey, played great teams, but I would argue that Connor McDavid oh, no, hold hasn't on, hold been on, hold on. 100%. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. They've played Vancouver, Los Angeles, New Jersey, New York, Philly. They've also played Chicago and New York, who are two of the better defensive teams. But even out of those two teams, we the, the criticism against Chicago is their defense is bad. The criticism against Philly is their defense is bad. Vancouver, their criticism, the fence is bad. LA, bad defense. New Jersey, we touched on this episode, terrible defense. New York Rangers, again, one of the worst defenses in the NHL. Why do you think he has 17 points? Because he's played against literally the best six teams in the league. Like he's played this this is the best. This is this is a dream for you guys. This is exactly and and it is so concerning that your bottom six hasn't scored against these teams. Like how, how do you not get a you know what I mean? No, I know Am exactly. I, do what I you sound mean. nuts? No, I I, 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 I don't know. The thing with the Oilers is they need McDavid and Drysaddle to drag them to the playoffs. Can they do it? Very well, possibly. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. These, this is a tandem that can pretty much score at will. One breakdown, one little slip-up, and they're taking advantage and capitalizing. It's something we haven't seen in the National Hockey League since the Sedin Twins. Yeah. I like that. I I, I mean, I don't know. I, I Once you guys can start putting up points against... Uh... Playoff some teams. top seven teams in the league. You'll start like, believing. Even even the next well, like five even the next five games, the only like hard hard game you have. Oh, we have is a nice we have, we have a nice easy start. Yeah, I I am terrified for you guys for like what the hell does your schedule look like for the next half? Well, the back half must be so hard. 
here's what we should do is let's let's wait let's put a pin and and at 25 games let's come back and i and let's see like let's remember right now 25 games let's let's reconvene Zane, this because i'm no, curious too no no lie like don't don't joke with me here what is your actual prediction for his points for mcdavid's points oh. and do you think mcdavid will finish with more or do you think dry settled finish? no i think mcdavid will finish with more okay um what? I will say that the most he can get this year is 125. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't think there's any way he gets over 125. I don't think there's any possible way in the NHL that a player can get over 125 points now. And if he does that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll... What, Kucherov 128 last year, didn't he? I don't think so. Did he? I thought he had 116. Yeah, I, I think it was in the it was in the teens. Oh, okay. Which I'm, is like I think, why... I'm thinking about Tampa Bay as like a a team as a yeah, whole, I think, yeah, 128 yeah, yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I'm saying, like, Kucherov's year he had last year, and he only had 116 points. And you oh, Kucherov no, no, had 128 he had, points, He had 128. Yep. All right. It was McDavid who had 116. If he gets over 130 points, <laughs> I'm changing it. <laughs> get 130. Come on. 130. I, I'm, 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 let's not forget Kuch is playing with some unreal players, whereas McDavid is yeah. playing with one unreal Okay, player. I'm going to say yeah. my bowl, um, my regular prediction, I'm going to go 133 points. And are you going to give us a bowl? Okay, a like bowl that, that, is that's okay. I, I'm fine right, with that for right. you. I, I think that's The bowl one is 150. You're smoking crack. You're smoking <laughs> meth. Uh, I don't know what you're on, but as well as the alcohol. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What if it he's... gets to the point where they have to do the whole like what they did for Wayne Gretzky in the old days of fantasy hockey? Do you guys know what what they did? What did they do? No. So give us a history lesson. Yes, you had to. He was two players. It was Wayne Gretzky goals really? and Wayne Gretzky assists. Yeah, you had to draft. Well, I mean, them honestly, because sides. he was so unreal that. Yeah, like it was unfair. Yeah, if he's on your team, play. you're winning yeah. a league. <laughs> exactly. So they split him up into goals and assists. That's crazy. <laughs> what if you have to do the same thing with Connor McDavid? <laughs> well, he's on my fantasy team for the next eight years, so let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Seven years, right? On my dynasty teams. He's only yeah, got seven, seven years, right? It's, yeah, it's time to trade that's, him, man. That's all I wanted to get off my chest. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to get off my chest the whole super easy schedule they've had. They've had, they have 40... That Oilers power play also is at forty five point five percent, which is not sustainable. Their goal setting is not sustainable. They come on, they have Mike Smith and Koski in net. I mean, Mike Smith I, at the top of his game is a very good goaltender. He was. It's just yeah, getting him to the top of this game. I I think I think tip Tippett helps a lot. Oh, definitely. But um, yeah, I'm. I I think it's about seventy five percent chance they miss the playoffs this year. Still for me, I, I you know what? I'm surprised though. I thought that they were going to be dead last in, they in look the good West. To start. They so look good to start. you know what? Kudos. To you they they proved me wrong so far. So hey, maybe it's good luck if I say that they're, they're just going to keep losing for you. Maybe that's what I just need to do, and they'll, they'll make the playoffs for you, Zane. <laughs> with my help, with my help, God damn it, the Oilers will make the playoffs. <laughs> I actually want to go into one more thing uh, in this episode. Oh, here we go. And that's Milan Lucic. Oh no! Can we just can we just cut it? Can we just cut it? Just you just cut it. Save it for next episode. Just, all right. And with that, with Milan Lucci's name coming up, that's our that's how we end it. Uh, that's just tradition around here. What is there to say about him besides he is a useless plug? Yeah, I'll, yeah, that's a I'll good talk about it, it next week. 
listen in. All right, there's your teaser further. There's the enticing teaser. Right, Come no, back. I'm actually going to go in, to Milan. I'm going to actually go <laughs> in depth about you know what's happened to Milan Lucic and how a guy like okay, him that could has, be you know had oh. 50 plus points. He was one of the top power forwards in the NHL. He brought a presence, and now he's kind of been reduced to what he is now. And and I'll talk about you know what happened and why. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. Coming up next, yeah, next week. Stay or two tuned weeks for or me whatever. to edit that whole segment out, so you guys won't have to suffer through that. Uh, wow! wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think what we're going to end up doing, guys, is uh, probably. I, I I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being a, a every two week episode thing yeah, for the season. Fine. Um, so in about two if, weeks, we'll. If touch we need back to have an emergency podcast, we can have an emergency. Oh, podcast. absolutely! If there's big news, don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll make a podcast we'll be for there. you. We're very flexible um, here. And hopefully they won't all be as long as this one. This one went, went a little long. It's a marathon. Yeah. But it was lot, filled with good stuff. Like, it was, we talked about a lot. So hopefully we did you guys talk enjoyed about it. Because uh, we so, talked about uh, stuff. So if you're if still you guys here, it, you're and, awesome. And yeah, you, what's up if you're still <laughs> here? Thank you. If uh, you guys enjoyed it and you liked what we talked about, you know, give us a follow at Hockey Heaven Pod. Um, next, in two weeks, new episode. New give episode in two weeks. See you guys then. See you later. Bye-bye.